0: Welcome to the Declassified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming. I'm your host, Josiah, from Caterpillar Mom Plays.
1: And I'm your other host, Hill House, from Good Games and Good Vibes.
0: (laughs) And we're back with a full week of news recap that y'all have been waiting for. And um, Good stuff. (laughs) There's some really good stuff this week. Um, Stuff that really blindsided some people. Um, and we'll get into that near the end of the show, the more insane news. Um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, but first off, we talk about games that we played in the last week and, um, that's kind of how we break the ice a little bit, but, uh, this week I didn't get to play any new games because I chose to not only complete (laughs) the tell me why game, but I chose to play it again. So I played the game. (laughs) <laughs> twice, basically, because there is an achievement for basically, there's an achievement that you can't get from playing it once if you played it like a sensible human. Um, <laughs> there's an achievement that requires you to basically be a complete asshole to every single person that you <laughs> could come in contact with. And um, it kind of unlocks... You know, a different ending to the game because you're such a, such a piece of shit. Oh, so, wow. um, basically, it, I, I'm going to say that, unlike other games that I've done this with, where you just, for fun, go through the game and make choices because you're like, hey, I wonder what they would have said if I said this really shitty thing because I didn't say it the first playthrough. This game is very painful um, in like the third episode. When you've already been a complete unforgivable asshole for two whole episodes, you're in the third one saying shit that is like ridiculously uncalled for, uh, ridiculously out of line, (laughs) 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 and it's just so painful because this game, let me say from the first playthrough, was very emotional, and it got me... Uh, in ways that I didn't expect. Um, other Don't Nod games, they kind of get you with the characters. And I don't want to spoil too much, but the emotional weight of this uh, game is not, at least with me, was not a character. Um, and it lied within an idea. And it didn't hit me till like the last minute or two. And I, I was really blown away by the fact that um, they kind of changed up the game and they didn't put all the emotional weight on a certain character or the relationship between certain characters. It actually puts the weight on this concept and an idea at the end. And that was really impressive. So to then turn it on its head and go back through the game and just be a complete piece of shit uh, was quite painful for a game that had a pretty good emotional center to it. <laughs> um, Luckily, you can skip cutscenes your second playthrough, um, but I mean it's still bad. It's it's still rough. You're still saying shit that you can't take back. <laughs> it's 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 really fucked up. So, um, I will warn you that uh, if you do try to get that achievement, if you played it the first time and cared at all about the characters, the second playthrough is just—it's a train wreck.
1: <laughs> I bet.
0: But no, it's a really good game. I really enjoyed it. It has a... If you don't already know about the game, it's Made by Don't Nod. It's the same makers who made Life is Strange. I talked about it last week. It's being published by Xbox Game Studios, so it is um, in Game Pass right now on launch, which is really cool. And I was right. All three episodes are released at launch. You don't have to wait for more episodes to come out. You can just do the whole game in one sitting, which is really cool um right on so that's really cool all that uh being put into it the thing that scratched my head though was the game is worth 1500 gamer score and i don't quite know why it's a very short game um story-based games like this usually are only a thousand gamer score um when you see a game get over a thousand it's usually a game with like dlc that is like added content, so like I'm thinking of like Overwatch or Paladins or something that is constantly adding achievements. Um, yeah, this game randomly released with I guess 500 gamer score per episode. It's really weird. It's probably the fastest way you could get 1,500 gamer score because I mean, if I decided to play it from front to back twice to get the complete achievements to the game. I could have done it in a day. It's not that crazy. Um, it would have been quite a long playthrough, but you still would have been achievable. So uh, I was really surprised that its gamer score was that high. I don't know what's up with that. But um,
1: huh. I'm not that complaining. That is
0: weird. Yeah, it's really weird. If you go like to your achievements of the Xbox app or something and just start scrolling down games and like see what their complete gamer score is, You'll notice that this is the only game that's over, like, a thousand that's under, like, 30 hours of gameplay. (laughs) And um, it's really weird. So that being said, it it is really worth (laughs) a playthrough. It's a really cool game. And um, I felt like when we talked about it last week, I hammered in the fact that the uh, protagonist, one of the playable characters, is uh, transgender. And i am probably made that seem like way too big of a factor of this game. Um, frankly, y- there's points in the game where you forget about it because it's not the central point of the game. Uh, there's whole episodes that are dealing with like really messed up shit that has nothing to do with um, that aspect of the character. And... Um,
1: well, that- I didn't think that you had like pointed that out uh, just to... You know, um, I don't think that you harped on that subject or that that uh, part mm. of the game. What I think that you did is you just pointed out the fact that this is this is something that was that was new in in video games. This is something that hasn't right. been tackled before, you know, and that's part of the that's part of what I think we came up with at the end of it all is that it we you know that it hopefully started a good conversation, you know, that a video game actually had something in it because, regarding we talked about that, too, about politics and, and agendas, et cetera. You know, we unfortunately, no matter what you do, if you don't have a little bit of an agenda or something in the video game, you're not going to have that story. You know what I mean? It's not going to be it's not going to feel real. And that's what you want when right. you get into this is you want to feel uh uh, you want to feel like you're part of the story. You want to feel like you can relate. So um, yeah, I think that's the point that you were trying to make. That's how it came across to me. So yeah, don't feel like you were harping on that issue at all.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I guess I was just internal then because um, personally, when I was talking about it last week, I only played the first episode and the first episode. That is a very central point of that episode, but in episode two and three, it doesn't feel as um, center of the story as it was in the first episode because it starts delving into other issues that it also had a disclaimer at the beginning. Because when you boot up the game, the uh, game before it even tells you, you know, don't turn off your Xbox during this symbol because it's saving. Before even that uh, screen, it says this game was um, developed with consultation of um, yeah. professional. Tr- Professionals on transgender issues, um, um, mental health issues, and um, uh, suicidal issues. So it has a disclaimer for all three of those things. And all three of those things are very prominent in the game. Um, so I guess what I was thinking was that the, the headlines of the story, of this game, when it was first coming out and was talked about, were all focused on the transgender part. When it does really dive into those other two issues uh, really uh, big. <laughs> and um, th- that's not to be glossed over. And the game doesn't act like the transgender part is like more important than uh, mental illness or um, or suicidal thoughts. It doesn't act like that. So that's just the way the media took it because it happens to be the first game with a protagonist that's openly transgender. Um, But the game within itself is aware of the fact that these issues are all equal big issues, you know, and I guess it was my mistake for basically, I guess I feel guilty for like spinning the story the same way the news outlets had done and after playing the whole thing I realized that it really is just one of the many issues of the game that they gloss over, you get what I'm saying? And That's all I'm gonna say about it. I feel like I've made peace with that. <laughs> but um, it's it's a good game. It's a really good game. Very well. Yeah, done. everything
1: I've read about it is amazing. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, people that love uh, uh, those type of story based games, you know, absolutely love it. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And there's there's fun there's fun little achievements that you can get from just screwing around. Like you don't have to play it. Like you're trying to. Because I feel like some people play these games like they're trying to make a movie. And I always enjoy the fact yeah. that you could have an open camera where you can like make your own cinematography because that's like really nerdy. Uh, but if you wanted to F around, you can in the game. Like there's things where you can try to annoy people by doing the same action like 20 times, and then there's like an achievement for it. <laughs> <laughs> where people are like, Are you gonna ever stop doing that? So like there are ways that you could kind of screw around with the game, and it's kind of funny. Um it's aware that it is a game at the end of the day but yeah. it also can be treated like a cinematic you know story so that it's really cool and it's really well made and um I'm just glad that they that they don't they haven't put their standards back down to before the storm which was probably the worst yeah. game that Don't Nod has made but that they have a really high standard for the rest of their games and I really like this one and what is interesting is they have another game coming out in December. I forget what it's called, but uh, when I was looking into the company, I was like, they have another game coming out in like three months. So um, I'll be talking about their next game probably in three months. So, but did you play anything this week?
1: I did not, dude. Same old, same old games that I always play: Overwatch, etc. <laughs> I really didn't. Uh, I didn't really. Uh, anticipate playing anything new there is a couple of games that i re-downloaded actually but uh uh, diablo 3 was one of them and one game that i am going to be playing here shortly uh, is um heroes of the storm i was watching uh a streamer play though that particular game and i was i was impressed with it it looked like a lot of fun it's a five-player team-based game and uh it, it looks like a little bit like starcraft from above but a little more detailed and um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it looks like it uh, looks like some fun stuff. I did a training one against uh, some AIs and check that out. So yeah, I'm going to be uh, definitely getting into some regular gameplay and see how that goes against other players.
0: Sounds good. Um, yep, and yep. Um, speaking of which I do need to get back into overwatch before that event ends. There's a, short event until september 28th which is the um tracer comic challenge which is pretty cool because they haven't had a overwatch dark horse comic in a while and uh to see that they finally did another one is kind of relieving because of how little content overwatch has been doing as of recently Yeah. Um, yeah they were doing comics and then they basically said that they were getting too expensive so they started doing those stories on their website where you had to read a story and they weren't really comics, but they actually went out and made a, uh, tracer comic. And I don't think it's just a one issue. I think it's a short limited series. I think it may be three to six issues. So that's even crazier. It's not just a one issue that they're randomly releasing just for a little bit of overwatch hype. They actually have a, series that they can probably then bind after that. So that'd be pretty cool. Right on. And I guess we can go on to the news. Um, I do know that Warzone is probably in its last week. There's like, I think as of today, there might be four more days of the current battle pass. Um, So season six, I guess, is starting later this week. Shortly after this episode airs, um, season six will probably be live. So I'll be looking forward to that, you know. But uh I guess we can get on to the quick news. Let's go. So the first thing in news that I have this week is that uh, Jim Ryan, in an interview, uh, was talking about uh, Sony's backwards compatibility for the PlayStation 5. Uh, When asked about it, he said that basically the PlayStation 5 was going to focus on the newest generation and basically push the features of the PlayStation 5 forward and not waste their time on backwards compatibility for anything that was before the PlayStation 4. Basically, saying that the PlayStation 4 has, you know, hundreds of thousands of players and that he doesn't want to blindside those people, but basically not acknowledging the fact of just how successful the PlayStation 3, 2, and 1 were and how large their catalogs are, especially for um, retro gamers and collectors that really are probably getting concerned that their PlayStation threes are about to die on them from, you know, just old age. At some point, you're going to worry how long your PlayStation two, PlayStation one, yeah. PlayStation three, you're going to, um, still be working with, um, you know, their optical drives and stuff like that. Not everybody in the world knows how to replace an optical drive. Um, but those are commonly the first thing to fail on those older systems. And, um, Basically, what's kind of uh, discouraging about this is that it seems that Sony is basing their opinion of like the consumer on their classic catalog on how well the PlayStation Classic did, and the PlayStation Classic, needless to say, was like a disaster, and it was immediately on sale like weeks after it oh, yeah. um, was launched. Um, within a couple of months, it came down to twenty five dollars. <laughs> And, um, it's just, it's just that if they saw the success of the PlayStation classic or lack of success, um, and thought that people didn't want to play, you know, PlayStation one games, um, then obviously that is a misconception because obviously the consumer just saw a product that was shit and they didn't want to consume that. (laughs) Um, but I I just don't understand why Sony doesn't see that nostalgia is such a huge factor in like the Western audience that they're trying to, you know, still dominate. I mean, the thing is Xbox allows not, it doesn't allow you to just pop in an Xbox OG game. So like, they're not perfect, but they are slowly adding more and more of those games to their digital catalog to actually play. Yep. On your Xbox. Um, Currently. PlayStation's only version of that. Is streaming the games. Through PlayStation Now. And now that is really funny. Because if you can stream these games. Through PlayStation Now. That means there's a hard drive. Where they are sitting. And they're either emulating. A PlayStation 1 through 3. Or they are actually installed. On something that is. Basically like a PlayStation 3. So wherever you're streaming those PlayStation Now games from is on a system that can play it. So I don't understand why if they have an emulator one place, they can't just allow it to be installed on the PlayStation 5. And I understand that they want you to sign up for PlayStation Now and all that. But Xbox is really pushing so that you can just locally play these games with their emulators for the 360 and the OG Xbox. But... Um, Sony doesn't seem to understand that their catalog is extensively broader and more successful than Xbox. And if they're just gonna let all of those classic games simmer and like <laughs> just rot in their back catalog, I, I don't understand that. Um, if they think that they can get more money off of those games by re releasing them in the future or remaking them like medieval or something like that, um They just don't have the time. There's no way that they have the time to remake or remaster every single game in their old catalog. It's a lot easier to just make an emulator and then see which games have bugs and then just adapt those few games that don't run on the emulator well. You know? And I don't know. I just think that Sony needs to understand that classic gaming is really important to the consumers right now and that Eventually, people won't be able to play these games if they don't keep allowing yeah, people exactly. to play them. And um, it's just—it's kind of a—it's—it's it's just running into the lost media thing, where I feel like we talk about lost media and like old television shows that if it was owned by a television station that is now bankrupt, and if no one ever recorded on a VHS, it like doesn't exist anywhere anymore. Now, um, the thing is, gaming. I feel like the PlayStation is not that old. I mean it existed within my lifetime and to see things just kind of fade away and the concern of like will you still be able to find a certain game, you know, if someone doesn't upload it online. It's just it's just weird that Sony's completely fine with letting media just yeah. disappear, you know. But yeah, As depressing as that that is, I have more depressing news for y'all. Up next is that the 3DS is finally officially discontinued. Uh, this is something we talked about in like, it was like the beginning of COVID. It was like uh, yep. March or something when I announced that uh, Walmart was running a sell on 2DSs which was basically implying that they were not getting anymore. <laughs> and I think they were already discontinued back then, but now they are officially discontinued. And a lot of people are really depressed about this because the 3DS lasted almost 15 years, I believe. No, 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 not 15, almost 10 years. It was nine years, I believe. And, um, it's just, it's just a lot of games. It's a big catalog, very successful handheld. And it just ultimately was put by the wayside with the Switch's success. Um, I do think the 3DS still has applications. I still feel like I feel like the 3DS is still a viable gaming console because it's a lot less fragile than a Switch. And especially the Switch Lite, but the Switch Lite seems to be the thing that actually put it out of business because the Switch Lite came out at the same price as a 3DS. And if you were like, hey, do I want to get a 3DS that can play, you know, some older Pokemon games, or do I want a Switch Lite that can play Breath of the Wild and Pokemon Sword and Shield? It's really not that hard of a choice as far as the game content goes, because you're just like, do I want this handheld that's built to be a handheld, or do I want this freaking console that is in a handheld? (laughs) (laughs) You know? So... Ultimately, the 3DS kind of was going to fade away eventually, but I still feel like people that have 3DS is, are still enjoying them right now. Uh, there's a lot of great games on them. It's sad to see them go, but it is something that was eventually going to happen, uh, just with how much technology has improved on handhelds, you know. But uh, yeah, sad day for the 3DS, but um, now Nintendo can only develop for one console, which is crazy they've been developing for a handheld and a home console for the longest time basically since the game boy released they've had to develop for handhelds and home consoles but this is marking the first point in their history where they're not doing both um i do know a lot of the studios that were working on the 3ds have already switched gears in previous years and have been working on the switch um For example, Cooking Mama was one of those. That disaster of a game earlier this year. (laughs) Um, But there's a lot of studios that have switched gears already. So we've kind of already combined the console developers and the handheld developers. But um, it's just an interesting fact because Nintendo made history with the Game Boy. And after all these years, the handheld has merged. You know, it's just it's not a separate entity anymore. So. That's that's crazy to think about, you know. Do you remember when the Game Boy came out? Oh god, yeah. That was like eighty. It was,
1: what was that? Eighty yeah. nine or
0: something? It's a long time ago. Um, but yeah, it's it's just crazy to see that Nintendo's finally finally a one console company. So that's that's just crazy to think about because I guess maybe they can now focus on more special consoles and stuff like they're releasing that um, game and watch later the uh, one with the Mario anniversary game and watch like maybe they can focus on more like retro hardware now that they're not making the 3ds so that'd be cool if we get more like retro stuff to go alongside their you know mainline switch that's doing you know brand spanking new stuff maybe they can release more like little gimmicky Pieces of hardware like the game and watch, so that'd be cool. Um, next thing in news that I have is that <laughs> did you see this story? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm already laughing. Did you see the headlines that says Marvel's yeah. Avengers, uh, literally patches crazy, one thousand bugs.
1: That is so crazy.
0: So, I don't know who who greenlighted this, but Square Enix released a patch note. Um, very proudly for marvel's avengers (laughs) which which lists every single bug that they patched and it is literally a thousand and i think they're proud of it which is um crazy if you go through the patch notes it is literally like um 10 pages of patch notes and it's it's crazy stuff if you read it you're just like how was this game even running (laughs) But it's a thousand bugs were patched and uh, it just makes you wonder. Number one, was this game not ready to launch? Um, Which is probably true. Uh, Makes you wonder if maybe the game wasn't meant to be multiplayer originally. And they just threw in the games as a service thing to like, uh, you know, justify the fact that they were using the Avengers IP or something. I don't know. Uh, Whatever it is. Um, Square Enix doesn't see, didn't seem like they were ready for launch <laughs> because within a month they patched a thousand bugs in one patch.
1: That's so, crazy. Um,
0: yeah, the, there's some funny headlines about that. Everyone's saying the word literally because it is literally over a thousand <laughs> bugs. <laughs> I, I just don't understand that because I'm used to reading patch notes for games where if it's over... It's if it's over like 10 things that they patched, you're like, whoa, this was like almost game breaking. Like they must have really needed to do this patch, you know. But uh, when you see it, <laughs> when you see a thousand, you know, you hope to never see that again because I've, I've never seen that ever. That is that is the largest patch notes I've ever seen for a game. And it's fun to go read through it. Just, you know what it reminds me of almost a year ago. I think it was like two months from now in a year. Um, it was uh, the 2K, what was it, 2K19, the wrestling game that had like a ridiculous amount of patches. But I, even that wasn't a thousand. And that was the game that was like glitching people's bodies through the game and stuff. Yes. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <So laughs> that was probably the previous biggest uh, yeah, bug test yeah. that I've seen. But that was like known for its bugs. People were just laughing uncontrollably at the bugs of that game. Um... I hadn't heard people talk about bugs of Marvelous Avengers, but I hadn't played it yet either. Uh, but apparently, Square Enix knew that there was a thousand bugs. But um, I don't think even those thousand bugs were as bad as whatever 2K19 had last year. It's probably it was a called.
1: lot of really minor um, minor things, man. But yeah, you know, and then easy fixes, obviously, if you're going to fix a thousand bugs,
0: right? But I feel like you. Right, but if there was a bunch of little minor things that nobody knew about, why would you even, why would you even post it? Like it's almost like they got pr- They were proud that they got to a thousand, and I don't understand why you would ever be proud of that. But it's like they wanted to get <laughs> to a thousand. Maybe they wanted to make headlines, but they don't need pu- publicity for this game, especially bad publicity, because it was already like number one uh, seller for one week, and I think it's still in the top three, which is crazy for a game that doesn't even give you the whole game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still doing good and I'm very surprised that it's doing good. I guess that's the strength of the Avengers IP. Um, but it's a, it's that 60 to $80 game, depending on what package you get that also will later have, uh, I guess, DLC battle passes and all that jazz, you know, it's a game as a service game. They've said that. And, uh, it's scary. (laughs) Um, Last piece of news that I have is that the NVIDIA 380, um, which was making all the rounds of news a couple of weeks ago when they announced it. People were just going insane about how cheap it was, how well its performance was. This was the thing that everybody was, you know, memeing about, like all what boys are actually thinking about in bed type things. <laughs> um <laughs> so when the pre-orders went up, it went from notify to sold out within a second. And there was like thousands and thousands of people that said that they never even saw that it was for sale. They, that that's how quick all of the pre-orders sold out of it, you know? And that's just insane. Cause we're talking about a graphics card and, um, I feel like we're in a new age of gaming where graphics cards are, like, more exciting than consoles, you know? Because it used to be that the PC Master Race was, like, this cool kids club that, you know, there's only some people that, you know, were into building their own PCs and stuff. But I feel like that audience has gotten so big that it's no longer, like, the underdog. I feel like the, the PC builders out there are, like, becoming larger than multiple consoles, you know? And uh, that's why things like the, <laughs> the the 380 can get sold out within a second. You get know what I'm saying? And um, the same thing happened to the PlayStation 5 and the NVIDIA 380. Apparently, they didn't think that it was going to be that popular. And I don't understand that because they had to have known how strong that uh, graphics card was and how cheap they made it so i mean what were they think what were they thinking people were gonna do of course people are gonna jump on that you know
1: yeah i mean it's gonna but yeah I that's mean, that all i is, have
0: unless you had something else to talk about that well, i mean it was a destined card. to be sold out
1: i mean the thing is so massively powerful that it's yeah i mean especially with the uh yeah right and, 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 with and the, the, the consoles coming out here in you know uh i don't think uh holiday season you know the the PC Master Race fanatics are going to make sure that they have the highest end graphics card ready to go. So, you know. So
0: they can exactly. be like, yeah, it's still exactly. not as good as mine. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, And the thing is, NVIDIA even said that they were canceling all the bot orders, the bots that were coming in and ordering like 400 or something. They said that they were canceling those immediately. Any, any type of person that was trying to order multiple hundreds of these graphics cards to just resell they were just canceling them so even with that yeah. it still sold out within a second so they were already prepared for people to buy bulk of it and they already designed it to automatically cancel those and it's still sold out within a second so craziness that's, that's just crazy craziness <laughs> but yeah yeah ebay is ebay is is uh, packing right now ebay with their playstation 5 xbox series x's and nvidia oh, yeah. 80s you know it's 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 packing with people oh, yeah. trying to resell things <laughs> that nobody physically yep. has in their hands you and know? some
1: of them are going to sell them
0: <laughs> but it's yeah it's going to happen
1: i mean people want this stuff yeah. really bad
0: yeah that's all i got in quick news what you got
1: uh just some uh well Quick news. Uh, first thing I got is uh, No Man's Sky. Um, there's a huge update coming out for No Man's Sky. Uh, basically, what's happening is they they're, they wanted to uh, you know keep, because as you know, in No Man's Sky, I well, I don't know if you know this, you can actually create things and build things. And some of the things that you can build are really amazing. And uh, it's kind of a little bit of Fortnite-ish you know, in a way. Well, what they wanted to do was be able to uh, uh, change the universe around you a little bit. Well, not a little bit, quite a quite a lot without getting rid of any of the stuff that you've already done. So they have this uh, update that's coming out. It's a a new patch. And basically, it's going to double everything that you see in the game uh, as far as animals, plant life, Things that you can go um, discover. So in a quote that they have out, our statement that they put out, it says, we have increased the diversity of variation that you see, hopefully doubled it. That's the math of it. But hopefully that's how it feels. So there's a lot of new sites to see, more flora and fauna, and hopefully exploring planets should be really fresh and new again. We've also done things that were never, we were never able to do before on a technical level. Uh, mountains that are multiple kilometers tall, oceans that are deeper, uh, caves that are deeper, Uh, chasms weather systems like lightning meteor storms lava volcanoes so it's really cool that they're they're adding all this to it because uh this game came out in 2016 and it's actually more popular now than it was then i'm actually considering downloading it because uh, i was watching some of the um the because this is called no man's sky origins is this update and uh, i was watching the launch trailer and man it looks really really cool i'm i'm really considering downloading this because it is free on ultimate game pass right now and uh yeah it it looks really really neat so i'm 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 gonna uh check it out and uh see what this thing is all about it may actually be a good way for uh uh them to you know pick up the game again now the game did get more popular because it went you know, and, uh, opened up on other platforms. And as of now too, I believe it's 100% cross platform. Yes. So, uh, that's, yes, that's, it is that's kind of neat too, as far as the multiplayer aspect of it. So yeah, a lot of new stuff that you can discover. I might even download it on PC and check it out. So anyway, that's the first thing on that. Uh, another thing that I always like to can talk. I, can I- oh yeah. I'm sorry.
0: Sorry. Can I add something real quick about I saw a news story that I didn't put in the notes, but it was that the developers of no man's sky are working on another game right now. And that they're refusing to talk about it because they remembered what happened last time they hyped people up and they were disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) So so the headlines of those stories were that the creators of no man's sky are not talking about their next game.
1: That's crazy.
0: (laughs) I just thought that was funny. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: That is funny actually. Um, One thing that I've been bringing up uh, several times is the uh, Fortnite and how they are marketing geniuses and crossover geniuses. Well, uh, back uh, in, I think it was 2019, uh, uh, Epic acquired Rocket League. And uh, so basically, um, this is going free to play today. Is my understanding. Uh, it's gonna bring in a whole bunch of new players as far as I'm concerned. I think this is gonna open up Rocket League all over again. But the cool thing about it is starting this weekend, there's a bunch of crossover events with Fortnite and Rocket League. Um, there's a bunch of uh uh challenges that you can do. Uh they're gonna take uh, it's called the Lama Rama crossover, and uh you can unlock uh, themed rewards in Rocket League and Fortnite. You have to complete five different Rocket League challenges. Uh, basically, um, you know, you get uh, different sprays, antennas, and then once you get those certain items for the first challenge, you use those items to get the second challenge, etc., all the way on up to uh, the fifth Llama Legend challenge. So yeah, this is kind of cool. Um, they are going to be doing a, uh, a concert And uh, this concert is on uh, September 26th at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 2 p.m. Pacific. And uh, this is going to be beginning uh, the Lama Rama Rama crossover, which, like I said, starts this weekend. Uh, Musician DJ Slushy is going to be he's he's uh, they said, quote, here in this story that I'm reading a Rocket League fan favorite. Uh, but anyway, he's going to be putting on a, uh, in game concert and, uh, it's part of the Fortnite present spotlight series. And yeah, so this should be kind of cool. Um, once again, Fortnite is picking up the, uh, baton and running with it. Uh, this game is just absolutely amazing with some of the stuff they're doing. I mean, I do not see this game dying anytime soon, just because of all the, uh, uh, cross merchandising and, uh, crossover events that these guys do with all these other companies. So this is just another thing that is just neat as hell. Uh, so if you want to get those, uh, those in-game items for both rocket league and Fortnite, uh take part in the, uh, in the uh, crossover events, everything is going to be free to play. Like I said, this weekend, starting on the 26th and uh, check out that concert from DJ slushy, another free concert from the rocket league series or the uh, Fortnite series. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I
0: did watch one of their concerts.
1: Yeah, which one? Um,
0: it was the first one. Uh, Dominic Fike, I think, was his name. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty impressive of the fact that it was in a studio. Yes. That they, uh, that you were talking about that one week of that they
1: actually built. They built the studio so for the as, concert series. Yes.
0: Yeah, so it was pretty cool. I liked the light show that was with it. I liked how it incorporated the things around you. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan of the fact that um, they make the performer talk to this AI thing that was pretty corny and it got old pretty quick <laughs> um, but the actual performance and the light show was actually pretty cool uh, especially if you uh, wanted to take a break from gaming and you wanted to like walk around the house and do other stuff while the TV's on yeah um, just it's just a concert and uh, it was pretty cool and uh, I enjoyed it. And I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, I've seen that they have, they've already had like three others and they had like a BTS music video debut or something. Like they're suddenly really going hard this week. I think it was like three this week instead of once a week. So yeah, I saw, I just saw that one that you're talking about right now. Just, I just saw the advertisement for it like yesterday. So um, yeah, they're spitting them out like crazy. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah they are and uh it, it like i said it's a genius move on their part i mean it just gets them more and more publicity and it also you know it's a win-win for everybody so yeah it's kind of neat kind of neat uh another one of my favorite subjects dude is what hackers and cheaters i didn't even let you answer that
0: <laughs> hackers and cheaters with hill house
1: awesome Anyway, there was a uh, reports (laughs) (laughs) of a uh, massive, massive Call of Duty hack. Um, And so uh, Activision came out. They were saying as many as 500,000 accounts have been compromised. Um, Well, Activision came out uh, um, two days ago and said that reports suggesting the Activision Call of Duty accounts have been compromised are not accurate. Um, That they investigate all privacy concerns, as always, they recommend you take precautions uh, to protect your accounts, as well as any other online accounts at all times, blah, 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 blah. Um, They said that you're going to receive emails if there's any kind of major changes made to your Call of Duty account. And if you did not make the changes, you need to follow the steps, just like any other company does. Um, So they released that statement that said that uh uh the compromised accounts the um uh, uh reports suggesting that were definitely uh 100% not accurate um but here's the thing a lot of people are saying and and this doesn't end this story is that a lot of people are saying well yes there was a hack but it was on a much smaller scale and that it's worth noting in the tweet that the Activision uh, from Activision statement is that they didn't say that no breach happened. They said that the reports of the breach were not accurate. So a lot of people are saying that, okay, it mm-hmm. did happen um, that, you know, um, a lot of people were reaching out to, uh, uh, you know, Activision to find out what the actual Uh, story is and so far they haven't you know uh, released any information up to that so um, you know what i would say is that if anybody is concerned with it err on the side of caution and uh, um, get the two-factor authentication and just take care of your account you'll be fine other than that um, looks like uh, we'll be checking more on this story to see exactly what happened this kind of thing always uh, interests me uh, when there's uh, hacks and people that cheat and whatnot. So I dig these kind of stories. So I definitely will be digging into this one next week to see if any statement is made about it. Uh, last thing that Sounds I wanted good. to talk about real quick was, uh, former blizzard CEO. Um, I want to say, I hope his name is, I'm saying it right. It's Mike Morhaime. Um, basically, uh, has opened a new game company. It's called Dreamhaven. Uh, he uh stepped down from uh Blizzard about 2 years ago and he co-founded Blizzard by the way um so yeah he started a new gaming company called Dreamhaven um basically it's a publisher and a developer in one uh they're what they're looking to do is start a um a company of creators and let them basically go crazy you know and develop these ideas and maybe the next awesome game. Uh, they want to be, you know, they want to go, go for the, uh, the brass ring is basically what the, I, I don't want to read the whole statement that he put out. Cause it was a little long, but uh, <laughs> they're going to be bold about it. They're going to, they're going to go for it and they're going to yeah. try to break, break boundaries. So I'm actually kind of excited to see what this guy's going to do. Um, look at the catalog of blizzard games and the root. They're really good. I mean, there really are good games uh, with, with Overwatch, with World of Warcraft, with Hearthstone, with, you know, um, Heroes of the Storm, Starcraft. Y- you've got a great collection of games and uh, to see what this company is going to do next, I think is going to be pretty neat. So uh, that's something to look for. Dreamhaven uh, It's something that I'm going to definitely keep on uh, my alert list to see what kind of games they come out. If they have a Twitter, I'm going to check that out and make sure that I follow them to see if anything happens. So just a little uh quick yeah. snippet. And that's really all I got man except for the one story that you and I were going to save together, which was the uh sales of the Xboxes, which is just oh, yeah. absolutely so, insane.
0: Th- this one's really funny. So the um <laughs> with the pre-orders for the uh Series S and S- Series S I assume being out um It looks as though the uh, Xbox One X Mm -hmm. uh, went up 747% of sales (laughs) on Amazon. So that means that the One X was not selling probably, you know, less than 10 copies copies a week. (laughs) And then suddenly, a bunch of people probably accidentally bought it, thinking that they were getting the Series X. Uh, Especially some parents that probably accidentally don't know the difference
1: yeah well the names are so (laughs) close to each other that's one of the things that they're saying that people (laughs) are saying is that the names are so close to each other that people probably weren't paying attention so yeah it unfortunately it is on them because they didn't read a simple word like one x versus series x however i can totally understand how you could make a mistake like that i can completely understand it
0: I think the fault is the fact that the Xbox One should have never been called the Xbox One. (laughs) I think it's all due to that. That is the most confusing thing. So, you know, you tell your parents you want an Xbox Series X and they go on the store and they're like, "Um, how many do you want? And you say one and they see Xbox One X and they're like, oh, there's the X and I just want one of them.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jesus
0: So I don't know to think that the thing is the Xbox one is just such a bad title. It's not the first console that they made. Uh, The only thing it refers to is that it was supposed to be, you know, where all your entertainment came from, but they could have called it something like the Xbox, you know, Omni or the Omnibox or something. It could have been something like that to refer to everything being in it. They didn't have to call it the one, which just confuses everyone. Uh, Because then there's all the jokes about the Series X could have been called the Xbox One X2, you know... Um, or the Xbox 2X
1: <laughs> well one of the one of know. the cool conspiracy theories about it is that people think that it was well planned out there's some folks that think that Microsoft <laughs> planned this out with the naming of it because, because they were like they to get you know what all their there's going to and... be mistakes and people are going to buy <laughs> the 1X and the 1S because it's a series X and series S so the sales on the 1X and 1S alone they're they're out of them you can't get them and so, basically, that's I. It just looks really well planned to me, where the names are so similar that they knew mistakes would be made. You know, I just it, I, I kind of I kind of see see their point <laughs> where they right. say there could and be. So here's the
0: thing: it, it it is really good business management. Oh because yeah. Here's the thing: if you bought it, and for some reason Amazon didn't accept a return, which they probably would. Um, If they, for some reason, whatever retailer you bought the wrong console from didn't accept a return, you would contact Microsoft and they would say one of two things. They'd be like, oh, well, um, your 1S and 1X will be able to play everything from next generation. So enjoy your Xbox. I don't see what the problem is. Yeah. And then if you respond with something like, well, I thought I was getting something that was like, you know, the most powerful system on the market and I wanted, you know, the brand new version I didn't want something that just could adequately play the games, you know. Then they would be like, oh, yeah, well, um, you can return that and we can set you up with uh, financing uh, Series X, you know, over two years for, you know, 20, for $35.99 or whatever a month. And then they have you hooked on Game Pass. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Either they yeah. try to offer you financing to get you hooked on Game Pass or they tell you that you can just keep your Xbox and keep playing games like it's not. a problem.
1: God, man, it's the it's the so total. It,
0: it is a win win. You know, it's
1: the total. Just say no commercials all over again, man. The first taste is free and then they get you hooked. I mean, it's horrible.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Xbox, the heroine of, you know, the
1: heroine of consoles. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess that would be Game Pass. I guess game. We're Pass just kidding. Heroine of consoles. We're just
1: kidding. Microsoft. We're just kidding. I don't make enough for you to sue me.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that, that, it was a funny, that was a funny story. Oh huh? yeah. It was totally Suddenly, funny. The man. one X is sold out. Yeah. And
1: the, 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 all, the whole, I mean, people are freaking out saying, oh, they did it on purpose. They took advantage you know, of us. And I'm like, I just wanted to put comments in like what they took advantage of the fact that you didn't read. <laughs> I mean, what is the problem, you know?
0: And the thing is, they've been warning people this whole, stis, yeah. the whole way they've been warning yes. people because you can say things like, oh, well, they've even designed the systems to look really similar so that people would think that they were the same thing. You know, like the 1S looks really close to the Series S. You Oh, they designed them to look exactly the same so that people would buy the wrong thing. Well, they already came out and said they were trying to break down the walls of Generations. So, I mean. True. Like they weren't going to make one look like a router <laughs> and one look like a console, you know? So it, it's just, uh, it's funny all the way around. It really is. But yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I was seeing that the pre-orders for Xbox series X's were very small. It was like less than 10 per GameStop. I was hearing And um, I was hearing that Series S's were offered maybe one to two per GameStop. And this is also like Walmart and stuff. Um, So a lot of people are saying that if it's sold out online, you can go look at a store. But those stores were only getting offered about 12, you know, per store, which is insane. And that's just probably due to COVID um, production. But at the same time, maybe Microsoft didn't know how successful these pre-orders would be. Yeah. Um, Maybe they need to start manufacturing a little bit more, but um it's probably more to do with COVID because PlayStation 5 sold out too. So PS5 and the Xbox One both can't keep them on the shelves. Uh, nope. could be scalpers, um, most likely just people that wanted to pre order these things, though. I would yeah. suggest, you know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, is that all we have for the quick news?
1: That's it, man.
0: Okay. Let's get on to our nitty-gritty big story for the day. The story that everyone has probably been wondering why we haven't talked about yet um, is the fact that Xbox bought... Um, what is the parent company? ZeniMax, which is the parent company of Bethesda, yep. for $7.5 billion. Yeah. Um. That is ridiculous um Zeni, to put that in perspective, Zeni,
1: Zeni media it's the parent company of bethesda yes
0: yeah to put that in pr- perspective that is three times as much as they paid for minecraft yeah a few years ago that was 2.5 billion which was already a lot um and to also put that in perspective disney only paid 4 billion for star wars so um <laughs> yeah 7.5 billion is a lot of money
1: yes and- but I, do hear- I think it's a. It, it, but the thing is, is this is a huge, powerful move for that kind of money. It's worth it, especially the time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you want to tell them what is included in Zinimax? Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because, because
1: actually, um, you're looking at. Uh, okay, you're going to get a ton of major gaming titles. Because one of the things you got to remember this. One of the things that that Microsoft has always had to deal with, as far as the Xbox, is um, how far behind they were. With against Sony, as far as uh, gaming quality and uh, um, uh, exclusivity, studios, yes, yeah. their yeah. So now, weakness. so now with this with this buyout, they're getting the Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Quake, Wolfenstein. Uh, number one, their your catalog just got huge. Even more big than what right. it normally was. And the fact that you have the opportunity for the exclusive game titles that are gonna make your console uh, w- launch as well as, let's face it, PlayStation does. Because PlayStation has that niche of the exclusive game titles. Um, everybody talks about that when it comes to PlayStation. They really don't do it that much with Xbox. But they do it with PlayStation because that's their thing is having those exclusive games. So this, this I think, is going gonna, is gonna to possibly level the playing field down the road.
0: Right. And I've heard some people talking about the fact that Microsoft needs to get to the point where they have an exclusive game title every month released. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't have to be a huge title. It doesn't have to be like you know, fallout five or something. It yeah. can be smaller stuff like grounded. Yeah. Um, it can be quicker games, but as long as they have an exclusive first party game every month, yeah, that justifies game pass. And that's a really good point. I forget who I heard that said that I really should give them credit. If I remember, I'll credit it next episode. Now, Sony, Sony um,
1: hasn't said anything about this yet. And one of the interesting things to note is that, you know, because that is what we just said that for years, uh, uh, people have complained about exclusive games and the fact that Microsoft didn't own hardly any studios. But this last year, right. they they passed Sony with 15 studios to Sony's 14. Now they have 23 game studios, 23 game studios, and Sony's got 14. So it just shows you that, yes, they are making that move to to be competitive with them.
0: Right. Right. Um. So yeah, let's talk, let's try to break this down a little bit. Let me list off the studios that they acquired by acquiring ZeniMax for that ridiculous amount of money. Uh, The main one that they got was Bethesda, Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people are saying as the headline is that they got Bethesda, but there are other companies that are underneath. Uh, Bethesda includes Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout, um, Skyrim, you know. Um, Something to point out is that Fallout has uh, Android games with uh, Fallout Shelter. And Skyrim has VR versions on the PlayStation VR. So there's a lot of cross-platforms going here. They also have the Elder Scrolls Online, which you mentioned earlier. Um, And then other studios that they have are ID Software, which I always forget about ID Software being separate from Bethesda. ID makes Doom and Wolfenstein uh, 3D. Uh, The main Wolfenstein games, I believe, are made by Machine Games. Yes. They also acquired Machine Games, which has the Wolfenstein games. And let me see what else. Arcane Studios, which made Mm -hmm. the Dishonored games and also Prey. And now those Dishonored games are really good. I really like Dishonored. I was... Pretty impressed by those games. And those out.
1: those two companies, Dishonored and Prey, by the way, uh, this is in the same subject, those two companies are actually hiring right now for an unnamed project. So it just goes to show you that Microsoft is on the move, but keep going, buddy. Keep going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they also required uh, Tango Gameworks, which made The Evil Within, yep. The Evil Within 2, The Assignment, The Consequence, The Executioner, Uh, that's also a pretty good game studio. Evil Within is a great game series. Um, They also acquired Alpha Dog and Roundhouse Studios, which um, on their website they don't list games that they're known for, but I do believe Roundhouse is the newest. Roundhouse is something that opened just last year. Yeah. Um, So yeah, this is a lot of studios. That's what's crazy is they
1: just opened last year and Microsoft must have seen something in them. That's why I said, oh, wow, because, I mean, right. a brand new company and you get bought out by Microsoft? That's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, there is something to point out. The fact that Arcane Studios and Tango Gameworks have not made a game in a couple of years, meaning they probably have something that's about to come out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, things to take into account. So let's talk a little bit about the fact of the biggest arguments, and this is the main point, this is the main thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, so the current situation, the current big question that was in all the comment feeds I saw on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, was people saying um, opinions on whether or not the games would be exclusive and how that was going to work. And Microsoft's reaction to that big question was that the upcoming games Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, which already had like PlayStation exclusivity, they said that they were going to keep honoring that, that they were not changing anything about that. Now, this sounds very familiar to how they reacted to them buying Minecraft when everyone said, oh, are they going to take Minecraft off of PlayStation? And they said, no, they were just going to keep letting people play Minecraft on PlayStation. To take that one step further, um, Microsoft allowed um, Minecraft to make a VR Minecraft for PlayStation within the lifespan of them being owned by by Microsoft. So, I mean, Microsoft has not closed their door to developing for other consoles. I think they just... I just think other develop other companies don't want that to be the case, you know. Um, yeah. Xbox is under this impression that as long as they're producing um, software and if people want to buy it, they'll give it to them. Same yeah. thing with Cuphead. The fact that Cuphead has gone to all consoles now, yes, um, it was exclusive for a little while, but they went ahead and allowed that company to see success on other consoles, which is really cool. Um. But when asked about the exclusiveness of Bethesda games in the future, um, they responded with the fact that it would be case by case for each game. And that really makes sense because there are games like if they made Fallout five and it was just like a really expensive game, um, it makes no sense to not put that on every console, to try to get the money back for what you invested in it. But if you are making a game that's smaller, like, let's say, like, Obsidian's Grounded, you can keep that exclusive. That's fine. Um, at least for, like, a year or something. And then throw it on the Switch and PlayStation. That's what I really see happening with this. Yeah, I see a lot of Bethesda games probably being timed exclusives. Well, but That's not the big benefit it also for said those, Xbox owners.
1: But it also said that Bethesda games would be available on Game Pass the same day that they're released on computers and Xbox consoles.
0: Right. That's what I was about to say. Was oh, that, I'm sorry. that's not the biggest No, you're good. The biggest benefit to Xbox owners is the fact that even if there's a time exclusiveness and you're like, oh well I have an Xbox so I can play this game, that's not the biggest benefit. Yeah. It's going to be the fact that it's in Game Pass. Yeah. So let's say there's not a timed exclusive. Uh, then every time Bethesda releases a game PlayStation owners have to pay seventy dollars for the game, and then <laughs> Microsoft uh, Xbox players can just get it in Game Pass. So that's that would actually also be quite the stab in the back. Where yeah. this that situation makes more sense to me is not making these games exclusive from Bethesda, allowing everyone to play them. Yeah. But then quickly showing off the power of Game Pass by not allowing Bethesda games to be in PlayStation Now. You know or Apple Arcade, you know, yeah. so keep those games within Game Pass. you get what I'm saying because game Pass is like the new console, so I'm not saying keep uh Bethesda games exclusive to Microsoft, I'm saying keep the this the service of Game Pass exclusive with Bethesda. you get what I'm yes. saying? Yes. So I think that would really make sense because then people get tired of buying, you know, Bethesda games for $70 a pop when they know that it's included in Game Pass for like $120 a year. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, And of course, there's the jokes about Skyrim where now... um, (laughs) There's the jokes about how Skyrim keeps getting re-released on different platforms so they keep making you buy it. But now that it's going to be in Game Pass... Uh, Skyrim will make you buy it every month for ten dollars. Uh, that's too funny. <laughs> so, that that's that's probably the greatest joke I've seen of this, <laughs> of them, them acquiring Bethesda is the Skyrim <laughs> references to how many times you have to pay for Skyrim. <laughs> Crazy. Um, the other interesting thing, though, is did you see the things about uh, New Vegas too? No, huh? So Obsidian actually made New Vegas 2 for Bethesda. So Bethesda makes the Fallout games. But particularly New Vegas was developed by Obsidian before they had a falling out with uh, Bethesda and then made their own version of Fallout with Outer Worlds. And Microsoft bought Obsidian last year. But now that Microsoft owns Obsidian and Bethesda, a lot of people are saying that this is the 7.5 billion budget that they had to spend to just make New Vegas two, because they <laughs> <laughs> because now Bethesda and Obsidian are like brother sister companies, and uh, now now they can work on New Vegas two again. It's really and I, it's one really of the things too is hilarious.
1: <laughs> is with the money that they spent on all this, okay, the money that they spent, the $7.5 I think that one of the cool things about it, because you did you already talk about Deathloop and Ghostwire? Yeah, I did. Okay. But that they're
0: still honoring that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that they're still honoring it. Well, that means that Microsoft is essentially making the money on that. So... Yeah, they're they're going to be making money off of something that Sony is selling as an exclusive. So I think it's just I I think it's amazing because what I would do if it was me, (laughs) maybe it's a little spiteful, but I would put that money from Sony towards making new exclusives for Xbox. (laughs) Just it just to me, it just sounds hilarious. I I mean, it's just yeah, it's just
0: now what would be the would would be the really shitty thing to do uh, if you're Microsoft is if both if both Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are like super successful on the PlayStation yeah. if they're like ridiculously successful we're talking about like best games of the year or something <laughs> yes. um if they made these sequels exclusive to Xbox <laughs> and to Game Pass that would be yeah that would be really that'd be really shitty if they were not those were oh, the only two games they chose to be exclusive. It's totally gonna happen. The th-
1: there's no way these sequels <laughs> are gonna go to PlayStation. The only reason that they're honoring it is because it was initially supposed to go to, supposed to go to them. So I there's right. no way they'll let the sequels go to Sony. There's no way. I I I see this, you know, really causing some some issues and some uh pressure for Sony. I really do. I think this is a huge freaking thing, man, for for Microsoft. And it's going to be an amazing thing. And I think this could end up being a great thing for several games that, you know, let's face facts for several games that ended up being shit that need a comeback and like Fallout. And uh, I I think this
0: right that's what I was about to get to. This could
1: be it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let me reiterate really quick before we get into that conversation that the case-by-case exclusivity of the games really probably comes down to the budget of the games and how much of the return they want to get back. I understand that. But yes, you were touching on the fact that Fallout has not been having a great couple of years. (laughs) And um, a lot of their games haven't. And this is where we're getting down to the hypocritical is what I put in the notes, is that there's hypocrites on both sides of this argument. So the PlayStation fans are saying things like the the PlayStation fans and comments are saying things like, "Oh well, I guess I'll stop playing um, Bethesda games now that they'll be shit because of Microsoft um, running them." Now that's a hypocritical statement because I'm guarantee you that those same people <laughs> were saying that Fallout was well, making bad games <laughs> since Fallout Three. Yes, <laughs> or New Vegas, and they four. probably said that Since 4. Prey was bad
1: because everybody yeah, loved Four. Some people four. didn't even
0: like Fallout Four. Really, a lot of people like Three way better than Four. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, a lot of people probably think that uh, Doom was really bad until the last title. Um, a lot of people were disappointed in Prey. Um, a lot of people think that Wolfenstein Youngblood was one of the worst games ever made. Um, there's a lot of people that are very critical of Bethesda and Bethesda was actually kind of synonymous with making really buggy games. Uh, those same people, if they were a PlayStation fan are now saying that they don't want to touch Bethesda because Microsoft is running, them, which is really ridiculous because on the other side of things, my opinion is that Bethesda just needed better corporate management to not make them release buggy unfinished games and there's a lot of people that are agreeing with that but at the same time that I'm saying that Bethesda needs better management and stuff and the fact that I'm excited about <laughs> suddenly these them gaining these IPs, I'm being a hypocrite myself because I've been blasting Bethesda for a year on the show and <laughs> for me to be excited about them getting Bethesda is very hypocritical, and I'm going to acknowledge that because I'm seeing the silver lining of the fact that it's a win from both sides, is what I've been telling people online, is that Bethesda needed new management, and Microsoft needed IPs, and they both win with this. Uh, Microsoft needed more studios. They needed people that, it's hard to say, people that knew what they were doing because of how much we bashed Bethesda but they needed experienced people that were capable of making top tier video games. Yes. With just better management. You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and a title, like a title, like fallout needs, uh, you know, especially with, with as long as that game and the fan base that it has, it needs, it needs some TLC. It needs it. And right. it could be that this is what gets it back on the map, you know? And, and, who knows we'll see what happens but uh microsoft makes a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff and if they've got their hands in it you know they're going to be saying <laughs> hey you know we we want our return back you know so let's make sure we got the best of the best making these games but we'll yeah and
0: that's the thing that's uh, that's the thing that's annoying is if let's say they microsoft is a, the head of the company and they release fallout 5 and it is the worst game in the series. People will be like, wow, Microsoft really screwed up Fallout. Totally ignoring the fact that, you know, Fallout 76 exists.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: totally ignoring the fact that Fallout 76 had a paid membership, which I'm hoping Microsoft, like, cuts that right now. I really hope that Microsoft's not about that's one that of the kind first of thing. things they do. That's ridiculous. And the, the freaking, only what is it twenty dollars a month or something for? Yeah, Fallout something first?
1: like that. Yeah, something stupid, something dumb. And there's the only way. <laughs> the only way that Microsoft could fail on a Fallout Five is if they had absolutely no maps and one NPC. That's the only way that they could absolutely do worse than Fallout Seventy Six. Is if they had right. no That's- no landscape and one NPC. That's how right. shit. What I'm. <laughs> 76 is. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm a hater on 76. I am. I can't help it. Here's the thing:
0: is this acquiring these titles is such a big deal? It is that um, whatever Microsoft chooses to do with it is a power play. So oh, yeah, um, if they choose to make them all exclusive tomorrow, and like suddenly you can't play Elder Scrolls on anything but. Uh, PC and Xbox. Um, like it's going <laughs> to piss people off, but I guarantee you in two years, people will be playing more Xboxes and on oh, PC yeah. more than they thought they would. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the same sense, if they make half of their titles going forward exclusive, people are going to get pissed off initially, but they will understand that these are Microsoft's exclusives. So essentially, people are going to be pissed off about this if they are 100% all in on PlayStation um I you have the only those the people fans. that would be pissed off you have those fans right
1: and you, same thing with xbox you have ones that are diehard xbox fans so yeah you're gonna see that you're gonna see people get pissed right. about the exclusivity
0: yeah that's why i think the subtle flex might be the best choice the um allowing a lot of these games to be on both platforms but oh, yeah. just allowing the playstation users to spend more money on them Yep, you know. Yep, seventy dollars a title, and then you know their buddy who has an Xbox, you know, has it in Game Pass. Like after a while, that that <laughs> shit will taste pretty bad in your mouth. Oh and yeah, I think that oh, might yeah. be the. I think that might be the subtle thing because I I'm, I guarantee you, it's so funny whenever you go on these message boards <laughs> and stuff, like PlayStation people like flex so hard on oh, cash. Oh yeah. Oh they yeah. Act like. People would be saying things like, "Oh man, you sure you want the PlayStation Five? Because it's gonna be seventy dollars a game." We heard in something they'd be like, "Man, I'd pay hundred dollars a game." Like, yeah, and like your girlfriend's gonna kick you out. Yeah, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen people flex uh, cash as much as PlayStation fanboys. Um, it's, it's it's just so funny. That's what's so funny is if they did make these on both platforms. They would just keep saying that they'd rather spend seventy dollars a game than you know own a a a crap box or something. Yeah, Yeah, they would say that
1: shit. I'd rather die (laughs) than own an Xbox.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, dude, just like calm down. Like it's just a it's just a console. Like exactly your own life.
1: Exactly. um,
0: Yeah. Um. What? I'm all I'm saying is that it's a power play no matter how they play it because in a couple of years. People will accept the uh, the gaming atmosphere that has been affected, and uh, as of right now, uh, the people that are going to be pissed about it are just going to be pissed about it. And uh, I think it's a win for all parties involved. And True. I don't think I don't see Microsoft doing PlayStation users that dirty. I don't think they would allow PlayStation users to not be able to play you know, the biggest games that they make. I feel like things like Elder Scrolls that are built for cross-platforms and multiplayers, I feel like that's going to maintain cross-platform. I think they'll just reap the benefits of in-game purchases and that's just going to benefit everything, you know, that has to do with Microsoft. At some point you do have to get your $7.5 billion back. (laughs) So if they made all the games exclusive to the worst selling uh, console, That would not be the best plan. But as far as the larger titles that have like in-game purchases, I understand if they, you know, always maintain those being on all platforms. That makes sense. Right on. Just because they got to make that money back.
1: (laughs) I think, I think Microsoft, I think we're going to see them making a, 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 this is just huge for them, dude. I, I really see big things. I really do. And, uh, you know um who knows we may see sony scrambling to acquire more studios but how many more studios are out there i mean doesn't microsoft own them all now <laughs> jesus yeah, christ it's just
0: there's not many independent studios like <laughs> that
1: it's crazy man you know it's and and microsoft is really big on the mobile gaming stuff too so i mean it's like they're everywhere they are everywhere they're making the right moves very smart moves as far as this is concerned. So,
0: freaking Sony's gonna go out tomorrow and buy Ubisoft.
1: Oh god! <laughs>
0: <Probably>. <laughs> just like turn everything on its head. That Microsoft's gonna try to buy EA. You know, for like <laughs> another couple of billion. Like they're gonna just grab up every huge company. You know,
1: it's <laughs> just crazy.
0: But yeah, those are the big independent ones right now with Bethesda off the playing field. Oh it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, Ubisoft and EA. And uh, yeah, wonder which one's going to get grabbed first, <laughs>
1: dude. I could see, I could see Sony putting the money up for EA.
0: Yes,
1: I could see Sony they would doing want, that.
0: I could see Sony wanting to own exclusivity to all all sports the sports. Games.
1: Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, if, and, I could see and that. And that would be that. <laughs> that would be the kicker right there. That could be a serious like headbutt to Microsoft by owning every the exclusivity to every sporting game. Oh my god that would be nuts that would be nuts but hey who knows what's gonna happen man this is a whole brand new console war man it's a new age
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's the console war where people are just throwing around money
1: yeah 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 (laughs) 2020 but no i'm excited we made it rain excited
0: about this stuff yeah Um, i'm excited about all this stuff and um I think that's all I had to say about it. I just yeah. really wanted to point out the hypocrites of this whole situation because I was just shaking my head constantly reading the uh, the comments of people saying that Microsoft's going to mess up Bethesda. And I just haven't heard anyone
1: compliment Bethesda
0: in years.
1: No. Uh-uh.
0: <laughs> so I, I think it goes without saying that everyone wins in this. And, yeah,
1: uh, I really do too. I, I think it's going to be a really good thing all the way around. All the way around.
0: Yeah, and someone's very happy with their portion of that $7.5 that they received. Oh, God, I yeah. Mean, they're on vacation. Shit. Hell yeah. Whoever that is, I don't know.
1: Jeez, if I was Bethesda, <laughs> but, I'd be buying a whole new reputation with that kind of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what's so funny is we had rumors earlier this year about Microsoft buying WB. Yeah. And apparently WB asked for way too much. I forget. Maybe I can pull it up real quick. Um, But they also were rumored to the talking about buying Sega which also fell through. Let me look it up real quick. I'll I'll just say I will say right now that up. if
1: uh if Sega were to come out with a new console, I would drop my fucking money like it was hot. I would drop okay, here it, is. it hot, dude.
0: So, I just looked it up. The amount that WB Basically, Microsoft was interested in buying WB Games, uh-huh. but WB um, valued their company at four billion dollars, and Microsoft didn't want to pay that. Oh wow! So they didn't want to spend four billion on WB, but they spent seven point five on Bethesda. What a middle finger to Warner Brothers' games!
1: <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy, dude. Because <laughs> you, you could have had some really cool exclusives with that deal. Watch Sony pick them up. Right. That'd because be WB
0: gives you all the uh, Batman games yep. and stuff like that. Yep. So.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You've got also, you've know. got a lot of the cartoon games, man. The kid games, the WB cartoons. You There's a whole plethora of stuff you could use, man, on that WB side. Just crazy stuff. You could come up with some really good games.
0: Yeah. But we'll see. Let's uh, see what gets purchased this week. Yep. I feel like we're getting uh, down to the nitty gritty of the console releases, and I feel like something big is going to happen every week now. You it's,
1: know, it's gonna. It, it's there's not going to be. You know, we're not going to talk about developers anymore. It, 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 here in the next couple of years, it's just going to be Sony and Microsoft because their developers are going to either work for one or the other. So. so is isn't going to matter. I mean, that's going to be the new thing of these indies is they're going to be like, man, I hope Microsoft buys me. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: The funny part is WB actually doesn't have that much. They have a couple of IPs that are just extensive. They have the Lego games, which is ridiculously huge catalog. Oh, yeah. They have the Batman games, which is like, I don't know, 10 games or something. Yeah and they have the mortal Kombat games which but, is you know but what i'm saying is they've something. got
1: so many <laughs> wb owned characters that are cartoons and shows and stuff there's a just so much that you could use out of out of that itself you know so many things that could be developed out of those those tv shows from wb that it's just right. it's just a gold mine waiting to happen i don't see why people haven't bought it up
0: They probably haven't bought them because you're not buying all of WB. There's probably some really gray areas on what you can use from WB. True. Because you're not buying Warner. Warner Broadcasting is probably worth, you know, a trillion (laughs) dollars. You're just buying their game studios, which I'm not even sure if they would be able to use the Batman games. Oh, yeah. Good point. They might still be, they might go, the rights for the Batman games may go back to WB. Very true. They might. That four billion might have just been Lego and Mortal Kombat, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that would have been worth it. Um, not as much as seven point five. Maybe they were. Maybe they were Bethesda's right. Yeah, I mean, worth it.
1: Well, they've been doing that a lot longer than I have. I'm just an armchair quarterback when it comes to business shit. So yeah, they probably knew what they were doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the thing is, Zenimax is worth a lot more because of just how many studios it has. Even if they had them all working on something that was a different level, yeah. that just like really pushes up their uh quantity of games they're working
1: on. So that's True. really good. True.
0: But yeah, I think that's all we got for the show. Unless you got more to say about that. I've been trying to wrap it up a couple times.
1: No, no, I'm good, man.
0: Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Um a lot of people have been giving me good reactions to the show. I've been hearing a lot of people say that they like recent episodes that's probably a subtle hint that we're being a little bit more consistent recently so uh thanks for that (laughs) but yeah um thanks for all the positive responses to the show and thanks for listening and we'll be back next week with more of the newest news in gaming yes uh, yes yeah and uh, remember it's not the newest news in gaming
1: unless it's new to us